Hello boys, Dad here. It's been a while and I want to start a series again, but Christmas is almost here, so I thought I'd share a few stories and thoughts about Christmas. I guess a good place to start is to ask what you think the point of Christmas is. We've always tried to make them fun for you, and a bit like a birthday party. After all, that's what Christmas is, Jesus' birthday. So we have great food, presents, and a party of sorts. Even when we've travelled for Christmas to Foxton, Auckland, New Plymouth, Christchurch, or Norway, we've always tried to do something to make it memorable. I've loved all the ways we've left tracks from Santa in a sleigh. I remember in Foxton, Ezra being amazed at how Rudolph had hay fever just like he had and sneezed carrot all over the window. Ezra was also convinced there were sleigh tracks down the driveway and dragged Gran out to show her. Then there was the time the sleigh crashed at Uncle John's place and their furniture overturned and up on the trees. I think my favourite Christmas so far with all three of you boys would have been last year. Jumping into the frozen harbour in Oslo, then warming up in the sauna was certainly memorable. A close second, still in Oslo, still on the same day was that snowball fight. I guess it's because it was so different to the kind of Christmases we normally have. Warm weather, shorts, sometimes we're even at the beach or river. Plenty of people will tell you that Christmas is all about these kind of things. Presents, family, celebrations and long journeys. All of these even appear in the Christmas story in the Bible. And they are good things. If we wanted, we could find verses and make theological arguments to back them up as the meaning of Christmas. But I'm not convinced. For many, perhaps even the majority of the world, Christmas is stressful, problematic and not at all enjoyable. Finding money for presents when you're already struggling to pay bills and put food on the table is not something we've had. Making time for people who you don't necessarily get on with because of unresolved issues, again, is something we haven't really dealt with. Dysfunctional families are common, and you don't see that in either of our families, which we are so grateful for. But when dysfunctional families come together, any time, not just Christmas, and especially when alcohol is involved, they devolve into disagreements, insults, and anger. For some, family is so broken they don't even bother trying together because it's just going to make things worse. You've possibly heard me talk about the five Christmases in a row me, Gran and Papa, Uncle Drew and Uncle Glenn would visit Mount Eden Women's Prison. I was age 9 through 14 and they were probably the first time I really saw and got a glimpse of what life was like for so many. So many here in New Zealand. I couldn't imagine Christmas without Mum and Dad. Yet here I was surrounded by a dozen or more women in prison and they had family and kids but they wouldn't see them on Christmas Day. There wouldn't be any presents, any food, any celebrations. Just strained and broken relationships without money for gifts or reason to celebrate. A lingering hurt and brokenness. Since then I've thought referring to Christmas as a celebration is a bit of a stretch. For so many, there isn't much to celebrate at all, unless you're celebrating consumerism or materialism. But even if we celebrate that, it's going to exclude so many. You've heard me say it before, but only 15% of the world have enough money to own and operate a car, so we must be super rich, right? Three people are licensed to drive and we've got three cars parked outside. So over the past couple of weeks, I've been thinking about Christmas this year and what I hope it comes to represent for you as you become young men. It started with the Christmas service at church when Clint talked about Christmas not being a fairy tale but being a fact. He talked about some of those facts but missed out some of the ones I think are more shocking. 
giving birth in what was a barn with animals around isn't exactly normal, even for that time. I mean, they didn't have hospitals with birthing suites like we do today, but back then it wasn't normal, it wasn't how babies were delivered. Think about it for a moment. There would have been animals, different animals, poop, flies, and a general stink not too dissimilar to when one of you has used that toilet at home. Then there was the whole family situation. Joseph and Mary weren't married. Joseph wasn't even the father of Jesus. I think that would have led to a whole lot of whispering by people, and some would have even shunned them. You can imagine it, like when there's someone trying to sign us up to a charity in the mall or the street, how we avoid on eye contact and cross over the street type thing. We even know that Joseph had decided he wasn't going to stay married to Mary. He would marry her, but divorce her shortly afterwards. He didn't want to be the father of Jesus. All of this makes for anything but a fairy tale beginning in life, and I wonder if that's actually by design. I wonder if God knew people were messed up and were going to mess things up again and again. We screw up relationships and family and friendships and pretty much everything we get involved in. God knows life is a mess for so many people that I think he decided that that was the best family situation he could come into, a messed up one. Why? Well, Jesus came to make things better, to show us a glimpse of how life could be. He lived counterculturally and did the complete opposite of what we naturally do. We would say if someone punches you, we're going to get them back, we're going to get even. Jesus said to do the complete opposite. He said forgive, be generous, let others go first. All of this after starting out life in a family situation we would call broken. So maybe the point of Christmas is to recognise that life is broken, messy, unfair, and for many, lacking any kind of hope. Jesus was born into that kind of messed up situation. He had a broken family, with relationships that were fractured and were going to end. Yet he says, I came so you could get that glimpse and taste of what life was supposed to be before the world was broken. So maybe the message of Christmas is that there's hope of something better, no matter how messed up your life is. Broken families, fractured relationships, not having enough to provide for those you do love, are part of the crappy lives and existence so many have. Remember, three strangers had to bring gifts for Jesus. Maybe that's because Mary and Joseph couldn't afford anything. Jesus came into that broken, hopeless situation, that mess of family and friends that so many live in, and said, it can be better, there is another way, it's going to get better. So it is, Mum and I hope that all your Christmases will continue to be wondrous and enjoyable. That you will continue our tradition of giving to others at this time of year. Those who are most vulnerable, most in need of hope. Be that hope for everyone you encounter. Show them a glimpse and a taste of what life can be like. Love you boys and happy Christmas.
To 